0: so what happened there what do you mean well why did you get all weird when i put my finger up your ass (laughs) what the hell was that Mr. Griffin, that's a prostate exam. Shut up! You had your finger in my ass! That's how a prostate exam is performed. Stick your finger in my... Pony ass. That's good. I am sure there are guys who have fingered you in the ass long enough that eventually you let them fuck it. And now you think you got me bent over with your finger in my ass thinking I'm gonna let you do the same. I am not like you, Dana. You will not fuck me in the ass.
1: (laughs) You know how when you doo-doo and stuff... And the doodle comes out and kind of the doodle is like formed with other little doodles, other little pebbles of doodle and stuff. And they're all shapes. They're all shapes. Some of them, you know, shaped like little wedges, some little balls, um, some of them, you know, octagon like different shapes and sizes making up this one big turd. The
0: first time we had sex, she tried sticking her finger in my ass. No warning at all. Just did it. It scared me to be honest Hi, welcome to Last Minute Earth My name is Lex Jurg and as always I'm flanked by Matt Ralston Matt's headed out after the show for his week-long Thanksgiving charity event Where he dresses up like a giant turkey and excitedly asks local trolling to tug on his gobbler I'm pretty sure I made the same exact joke last Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to stop until he's arrested. You know, a lot of my uh,
1: Native American friends, who I grew up with, uh, you know, they have a real problem with Thanksgiving. But uh, really, why? S- because
0: we killed all the Indians?
1: Yeah, it's just not it's not really celebrated in the Native American community so much. But um, they
0: still make the uh, food. Oh, well, that's good. Thank you for your interwit contribution. This week's show is sponsored by people only now discovering that Alex Rodriguez is not an in- intellectual giant. It's weird because most roided out pro athletes are borderline Stephen Hawking. People only now discover that A-Rod is a moron. Well, You're what right? did A-Rod? Yeah. You're actually dumber than A-Rod. So, A-Rod's, uh, so A-Rod, before Jennifer Lopez, A-Rod was dating that wife of the Google exec. Oh, that's right. The, the woman who runs that 23andMe thing.
1: Like a middle-aged, like a legitimate...
0: Legitimate, like intelligent... Let, let's
1: just say they weren't equal in terms of attractiveness.
0: Uh, no, but she has like $100 billion, whatever. So she has that. And also, you know, very... Well, he's
1: not poor.
0: No, but a powerful Let's say she's a very powerful woman, which he probably was drawn to. And uh, so she did an interview. They interviewed her mom. And her mom said, was talking about A-Ron. She said, I love, Al- I love Alex. He was the sweetest guy ever. But let's just say the guy can't carry a conversation about anything. <laughs> Because that's out of baseball. He doesn't seem to know very much. Uh,
1: well, I was about to say, I think he's pretty good at talking about baseball. He doesn't come off as an idiot to me. He comes off as uh, most certainly gay, but yes. not, uh, <clears throat> is he a moron?
0: Well, I don't know. This is just the mom. I mean, I assume it the seems mom's pretty
1: articulate. It seems like a bit of sour grapes.
0: Uh, it seems like the mom's, I'm sure the mom of this woman is also fairly intellectual whatever. and whatever. so she said he was a really nice guy. They asked if, if you would have liked if your daughter would have married him. And she said he seemed like a, a lovely, nice guy and very charming, but just like kind of dumb as a rock.
1: I'm pictur- No, I, you know, I don't agree with the mom. I'm picturing this going down. He has to hang out with the mom for like two hours, and she's like, what do you think about Libya? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't want to talk to you at all.
0: It was kind of weird, though, having like a tech, a lady from tech, like a, a programmer lady from tech.
1: It was one of the weirder <laughs> things that's happened in recent history.
0: Like, he's, it makes more, he makes a lot more sense with Jennifer Lopez. Let's put it that way. Like, you see them at more as, like, hanging out and having a good time. Than but you is
1: it, I think there's a bias in that <clears throat> while I do think A-Rod is a, a gay man, he is a, one of the better-looking men I've seen.
0: Adorable. He's adorable. So, do you,
1: like, it's it's like if you're a hot chick, people don't take you seriously. I kind of feel like it might be like that. With, like, well, she's, also she's the ball essentially play. being really
0: sexist. He's also a baseball player. He's been playing baseball for his entire life, so you don't really... Associate like pro athletes with being super intelligent. There's always that one guy they show who's like a Rhodes Scholar, or there's like that one guy, the linebacker in the NFL, who's like studying mathematics on the side. Yeah, I saw
1: that and I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. Oh, he's Canadian. Oh, okay. Well, then now I get it. So
0: there's one guy out of 900 guys who's like really well (laughs) educated. They always point out, we're not all dumb. Look at this guy. Okay, that's great. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, just to prepare you later, we're having the Morrissey quiz later. The Faye Morrissey quiz. Uh, that's, it's not about vegan food, uh, vegan food either. Or not expressing your sexuality. And- I can't
1: believe Morrissey is known by Morrissey, but that's not even a cool name. It's just like a common
0: Irish surname. He owns it now too, by the way. I mean, no one else can be Morrissey after him. Is there a more hateable man in the world? The Morrissey? Yeah. Uh, we're about to talk about a few. So, actually, speaking of hateable men, how about Lena Dunham? <laughs> so, uh, in this, so Lena Dunham, I like. There's nothing genuine about this woman. And you and I sort of talked about this before, but like, there's like there's two different kinds of feminists. There's like the Lena Dunham feminists who are like wealthy, white, entitled, up, entitled, privilege. Up on talk <coughs> lower about the east south
1: side of Manhattan.
0: Yeah. and then there's sort of like generally minority, generally minority, downtrodden women who like are trying to get minimum wage jobs and don't want to be groped. That they don't want to be groped at the factory. Yeah, you
1: know, yeah. If if you look at it, the the most prominent feminist I would say would be Susan B. Anthony.
0: He is I, on a coin. I, who I? Well, she's also. What a, happened to her coin, by a, the way? I still use them. Do you?
1: Yeah, people get confused. Uh, <laughs> they're available at, at certain gas stations. Uh, I mean, she you know fought for the right to vote, and she had a clear goal, and she accomplished it. And and I think she had a great objective, a great point.
0: Anyone in the last 150 years you can point to that you admire? I
1: don't know. It wouldn't be Lena Dunham because I, I feel like if you ask like, "What do you want?" she'd be like, "I oh, just to act like a cunt."
0: Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, she. Basically, her whole thing is just, like, anything... These, these like, fourth-wave feminists, or whatever they're now, what wave they're on, it's just anything woman, right? They're, like, abortion rights or, you know, the rape culture. Anything. We, we like,
1: have those, by the way. It, like, it, well, in Texas, they're still trying to take them away, but it's like, you have to drive four hours to get an abortion. It's like, all right, well... Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'd be willing to uh, take that drive.
0: I feel like if there's, if you're one,
1: let some dude jizz inside me. You know, as, I'll go ahead and drive four hours. As long
0: as you're one Southwest airline flight segment away from abortion, <laughs> which is sixty dollars or less, I feel like you have the you have you have access.
1: Yeah, it could be better, but like, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have to, uh, you know, if you live in a certain states, you have to leave the state to go get orthodont- proper orthodonture. I had to drive to Canada to get my fucking wisdom teeth pulled. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not that big a hassle to uh, to. Uh, to vacuum out your unborn child to have to take an hour, an hour, an hour trip. Yeah, what
1: are you doing this every week? I'm (laughs) hoping this is a a once-in-a-lifetime situation.
0: By the way, it takes two hours to go across Los Angeles to find a doctor. (laughs) It's not that bad in Texas. So Lena Dunham, here's the thing. So this is where the uh, the serpent is starting to consume its own tail, the uh, sexual harassment, whatever it is. You knew this was going to happen eventually, and it's actually happened with the Al Franken case too we're going to talk about. So Lena Dunham's friend, her good friend, Murray Miller, which I don't trust a guy named Murray Miller. Sounds made up. Yeah, he's a writer on, uh, he was a writer on Girls for many years. Oh, so he's horribly unfunny. How did he get the fucking job? Uh, I assume he kissed up to Lena Dunham. Okay. So he's now her, he's now her like, guy, for, he's like, these girls always have to have a straight guy friend, like the one straight guy friend, which is always questionable anyhow. But cuck. they have to show that they have, like, a straight white friend. He's like a cuck. Yes. <laughs> yes, most definitely. He writes for Girls. Uh, so he now, he now is accused of uh, uh, this is a serious charge of actual teen rape against a 17-year-old actress who claims that she went to his place for the fake casting or whatever the hell it was and woke up with him on top of her, basically. Uh, you know, an actual assault, assault no, I didn't know
1: that that was her claim.
0: Yes. Uh, and she actually went to the police. She filed a police report. So this is actually unlike everyone, everyone else who's making the claim, She actually went to the cops. And she took a polygraph test, which I don't know why. That making make any sense. But she took one anyhow. Just from the TV
1: I've watched, polygraph uh, shouldn't. I don't think it's admissible in court. But that's only based on my uh, watching TV. Well, it it's probably not illegally. It's,
0: it's probably not criminally admissible. But it, like, it's still, again, also more than any other woman mm-hmm. making the claims has, has done so far. So she actually filed a police report, which is pretty serious. Anyhow, uh, Lena Dunham and her, and her writing, the female writing partner on the show, immediately came out in support of him. And to support him after saying for her entire adult life that men are always guilty, but this man is innocent, she had to pull up the stat that actually 3% of men are innocent of accusations, statistically speaking. (laughs) And clearly, as much as it pains her to say because she wants to believe all women in her accusations, Murray falls into the, conveniently (laughs) falls into the 3% of falsely accused. Yeah, I
1: I would say because i was surprised when she did the the 3 you know 97 versus yeah. 3 i was like yeah, that sounds about right i mean it, it might be more like 5 but i'd say that that's probably a pretty accurate stat
0: well that's that's i would say that's 3% of people that are found innocent after adjudication right after it's gone through been, been filed, no, we're not counting it.
1: like Ezekiel Elliott's girlfriend.
0: We're not counting just un, un you know unadjudicated allegations in the social media press, right? That's got to be much. The, so, the, what,
1: what do you think the number is then?
0: Uh, I still think that men are mostly guilty, and especially like you know we're talking about Charlie Rose later. When there's eight women making accusations, it's almost uh, probably about hundred. But they're 100%. not
1: counting the hoochie mama who's uh, you know trying to shake down Russell Simmons, right? So maybe it's more like ten percent.
0: Well, with, uh, yeah, it's three, I think it's three percent. After it goes to the cops, is my guess, and it's probably like ten or fifteen percent if you count like just random social media accusations. Right. Okay. But yeah. the point That's is, what whatever I the numbers, conveniently, if you have a male, if you're a feminist and you have a male friend who's now accused of a of a, a, a sex crime, you have to decide that he's now in this small little exclusive group of people that have been falsely accused, because you don't want to believe that you don't want your best friend to go to jail. Is this like? Is this she any legs has she like lost and now, you know what happened was all the feminists actually came out against her and said, Look, you can't have this thing where we believe hundred percent of women except in the case where it's your friend where it's your buddy and she had to retract her statement and say as much as it pained her again and then she she writes all this diatribe. Yeah, it,
1: it really delved into a, a situation where she became the most hateable person in the world because at least she stood up for her friend and I don't know why she thought that that would go down well, but then to, to then she threw the guy under the bus after that. So it's like, what do you actually believe? And I think the answer is nothing.
0: I think she believes. Uh, I think this. So the fallout was that a lot of uh, feminists dropped writing for her Lenny letter feminist blog, so they won't write for it anymore. And specifically, black, black feminists came out and said a prominent black feminist came out and said, "I'm disassociating with Lena Dunn and her type." which I assume means rich white women all together as a feminist.
1: I, I think you left out the, the J part.
0: Jew? Yeah. Uh, she didn't say that. I think she meant rich white women, but probably Jewish, some, a lot of them. But I think her point was like celebrity, wealthy, feminist, lay, white ladies who really don't have the same problems we have and aren't struggling the same and don't, aren't, they, I think the view of that of the minority group is like these white women are not just not dedicated like we are. They're just like in it, for, they're in it for like a lifestyle <laughs> to, to be cool. So when push comes to shove, they're gonna dry, they're gonna fucking sell out. I
1: was I was watching recently a, a Hillary Clinton appearance, and she was sitting next to Bill, and she had on this this outfit that looked like something out of Star Trek. It, I saw that. I went Little Rock, like a weird like orange jumps, yes. like a Michael Jackson costume designer. <laughs> and and I was just thinking, like, why would you support this woman outside of the fact that maybe she's better than than the other guy, but.
0: What does she have in common with you? Nothing. I don't think... that She's a woman. That's what she went for. And I'm I think, with her. Yeah, and I think a lot of women said she's not like me. And I think that's what this feminist blogger said about Lena Dunham, which is like when push comes the shelf, she kind of uses the same hashtags we use, and she promotes the same cause we do, but she's not of the same background. She's not of the same ilk as we are. She's not of the same fighting, furious fighting force that we are. She's just a fucking... No. Vanity, and, and, she's just a vanity project.
1: And you have fucking... Uh, Literally shills in the DNC, like Donna Brazile and and Debbie Wasserman with her insanely dry hair that we've spoken about, <laughs> yes. uh, who rigged the uh, the primaries for her, and are for some reason not held accountable whatsoever. Like I just saw Donna Brazile on on Bill Maher's show, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm a strong black woman." Why didn't he ask her, hey, uh, how come you uh, committed a, a bona fide criminal offense and you know, screwed over the American people?
0: Well, nobody questions, I don't think anyone, anyone questions any of these people, which is why now you have all these harassment things falling like a waterfall because no one's questioned them for 25 years, and now they're all acting shocked like they didn't know this shit was going on. Uh, lean it on, I think this could be the end of her. She, do you think she's going to go back to being fat? Because she lost all that weight. She was looking good. Does it,
1: does it matter for her? Like, yeah. No. I, if I were her, yeah, I'd just be fat. Like, I don't know. who cares?
0: I thought that was her thing. Remember how you talked about how comedians need to be fat or skinny? They can't be in the middle? I thought being fat was kind of her thing that, like, made her... I, I think look... she's still fat, though. No, like, no, no, She lost, like, 40 pounds. She lost a lot of weight. She's no longer fat. She's still desperately unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> and she still seems like the kind of person you just could not stand being be in a room with for five minutes. But I thought being fat was her thing. Like, I want
1: to interview her boyfriend.
0: Oh, the the uh, musician guy?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he's in a band. He's,
0: legi- he's a legitimate musician. I think these. What are your odds that he... All right, so how often
1: do you think they copulate? Uh, Not very often. If I had to bet an over-under, because I do like to gamble. Yes. Uh, I'd say once every three weeks.
0: I would say whatever it is, it seems, it seems to be what he wants. Because I, Jack Antonoff, he has, I assume, some ability to find other women... <laughs> I never question people's voluntary... So he's gay? I I don't know what it is, but I never question people's voluntary romantic relationships because I assume it works for both of them in some way. But Mm. it's something definitely wrong. There's something definitely wrong. Well, I'll question it. Really? (laughs) Well, no, he could leave. He's not like in a forced marriage situation. He could could definitely go. Let me ask you about Al Franken because uh, 30 SNL writers, 30 SNL cast members came out and wrote A support letter for Al Franken, mostly women, all 30 women, excuse me, all 30 women, which seems like a very, uh, this is like Lena Dunham. I'm not going to agree with you on this. No, you're not. Uh, well, no, here's my point. Is these women have no idea what Al Frank what Al Franken did in private? I mean, you don't know what a work, coworker does in private. You can know a guy for thirty years and have he no. He hasn't idea.
1: been accused of doing anything in private either,
0: uh, as, far, as far as I'm aware. No, just the, the grope. Just the, some lady said he grabbed his butt and some uh, her butt, and another. And Leanne Tween said that he forced his tongue in her mouth and a couple other things. So I don't, I'm with you that it's not a violent assault of any means. But why would like. Here's what's happening now. So first, everybody it was believe every every single woman, no matter what, and the guys always guilty. And now a lot of these women are realizing, well, wait a minute, some of these guys are like our best friends. They're like our godfathers to our children. They're like really in people that we love, you know, like Lena Dunham with Murray Miller. And so they must be in that three percent. They must be in that three percent of being falsely accused. One thing I've learned in life, Matt, you have no idea what the fuck people are doing in, pri- in private when you're not around. Unless you're his spouse or somebody who would really maybe know that stuff. You know, if George W. Bush or Al Franken's grabbing asses in photo ops, nobody, know, nobody really knows what's going on.
1: Well, yeah, I guess no one really knows anything, but...
0: <laughs> would you ever it, write a letter of support for somebody you worked with but didn't really know what was going on in private?
1: Dude, the, so the Al Franken thing, which has been bandied about heavily on, on Fox News, he was doing a, a joke... He grabbed a woman's boobs while she was sleeping or, or pretending to be asleep or whatever. He was doing it to be funny. He wasn't being malicious in any way.
0: I disagree with you on that. I do disagree with you on that. Really? I think he's a very angry... All reports are he's a very angry fellow.
1: Well, he's, he's also
0: short. You know, you don't trust short people
1: but what what are the reports from i mean he's a, he's probably the most liberal senator in in all of the people who
0: have worked for him in the past claim that he's a very uh, a tyrannical irate guy which doesn't mean anything horrible necessarily but he's also short which means i don't trust him he yells a lot he's a screamer which i don't trust and i think he's i think he is he strikes me as a guy we've talked about this before i mean i don't care about this, politics society he strikes me as a guy who was largely unsuccessful and <laughs> unsuccessful in high school has a big chip on his shoulder with the ladies, and probably takes it out like, like an angry comedian does, which is not like Louis C.K., but that was sort of the same mentality. I
1: feel like you're being presumptuous. But I'm being hugely presumptuous. Uh, I'll, I'll go along with that. Uh,
0: but I don't think he's, done, he's not done anything. I wouldn't say he's done anything. He's not done anything criminal. I don't think he's been. Actually, so the second lady came out and said he grabbed her, her butt firmly while they were taking a photo in Minnesota. Who cares? Well, it's not, actually it turns out in Minnesota is not a crime as long as there's uh, clothing, as long as there's clothing involved. Minnesotans are very practical people. I like that
1: they they had to write that law. Yeah,
0: they're very practical people. Like
1: how many politicians are grabbing ass?
0: <laughs> a lot of them are. So I don't I don't really care. But I it, was like, it's just it's you know they're, they're, he's going to be gone. Either replace him. But again, having thirty former cast uh, former people who worked on SNL women write a letter for him is where we're headed now because now the women need to like. Realize, like, we hit that tipping point, and now we went way past the tipping point, and now people realize their best friends, their husbands, their brothers, their kids, male kids. Their congressmen, <laughs> the congressman. Their senator, really, their beloved senator, whatever, is now being taken away because of this, like, sex harassment train, which has just run off the rails. And I,
1: I see. I, I just don't quite agree with you on this because – so you got Roy Moore. We, yes. we all know that he probably was betting uh, 14-year-old girls. Yes.
0: Which, I, by the way, I'm still not convinced it's a crime in Alabama. I still think that might yeah. be two years past the age of consent. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I believe the age of consent is like, I don't know, like it's some single digit or something in Alabama. It's like, oh, a 14-year-old, like, well, they're mostly married Especially
1: there. When it was like 20 years ago. It's like, wait, weren't you guys like in the Civil War, like yes. only 10 years ago or so? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do see a hypocrisy in that uh, – You you know, well, Well, first of all, both these allegations are key seats in the in the Senate. Right. Uh, Oh, yeah. And they're only coming out right now during uh, the election time when, you know, it's pretty crucial to flip the House uh, and and, and the Senate.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I mean, the partisan politics aside, it is also the time when every single person is coming out with their sex harassment story. And the, the greatest sweeping unveiling of sex harassment stories in the history of mankind has been this month. So it's also that. The timing also lines up with that.
1: Right. So it's like the perfect wave of like, oh, you know, Al Franken. Do, I, I just don't agree with you on Al Franken. And I'm I'm trying to not be biased because I, I like Al Franken. I think he's a good voice in the Senate.
0: And well, they're gonna I, I, I just don't think
1: that's the same thing as being accused of Oh, it's not rape. the same.
0: No, it's not the same. Only The only difference with Franken is that he admitted he did it. So, you know, he said he was inappropriate. He right, apologized. so if you're Roy Moore, or, he says it didn't or happen. Trump. He says it didn't happen. Trump definitely, well, actually, Trump's never been, he's never actually been, a, well, he was accused by those glory All-Red ladies who kind of disappeared after the election, <laughs> but there's no one credible who's actually come forward with an actual physical allegation against him. So, it was always that, it was always that story of, like, where the lady, lady reporter said he tried to get me to have hot chocolate back at his place when my boyfriend was gone. It was always like pickups. It was always pickup stuff. It was always...
1: Yeah, I don't think Trump's a predator. I mean, I mean he's in gross. terms of... Yes.
0: He's probably closer to Al Franken. First of all, if you voluntarily
1: fuck Donald Trump, you're probably more disgusting than he is.
0: Yes, Melania. Take that. I don't know. I think, these, these, I think there needs to be a scale. That's why we do our scale. That's why we do our scale of assaults, because or harassment charges, because some of them are ones or twos and some of them are nines or tens. And right now, there's absolutely no differentiation in the, in the press where these things are being tried as to that. So uh, we're going to talk about poor Charlie, Charlie Rose in a minute. Oh, no, not Charlie. You're no, taking no. down all my... See, this is the thing. So everyone's going to find some guy who's going to be like, they're just going to defend no matter what because they love the guy for whatever reason. And Charlie Rose, you have a lot of reasons to love him. I'm sure I, I love Charlie Rose. I you love know, his work. You Lord. know
1: who will never be accused of this? Who's that? Obama. Bet you he never did anything
0: weird. Oh, no, Probably not. Probably not. Uh, no, but you know what? Still I not
1: considered an American by.
0: Yeah, but you never. I, yesterday, I would have told you, Charlie Rose. You said, "No way, that's ever going to happen to Charlie, Charlie Rose." Charlie Rose would have been on my top ten list. <laughs> really? Of, of not? Of uh, yeah, not? Right? Exactly. Of not. Anybody? Any old PBS commentator? It's going to be like, oh, the guy from like uh, the Garage Sale Show, or the guy from you know. Whatever. I don't know how old I am. But Although I, the Elmo, the I, Elmo guy was arrested. Who the other guy who did the hand puppets for Elmo or whatever? He okay. was, it was one of the Sesame Street character guys. Got arrested for so that's not surprising at all. <laughs> I would call it a PBS anchor, but no. But I think one thing you learn is you can't. I, I here's what I think. I think Al Franken to me fits the actual stereotype of the of the gropey guy because he is like. First of all, again, I don't trust short people. I don't trust goofy-looking short people. And angry, goofy-looking short people, I just assume are <laughs> up to all sorts of, like, <laughs> impotent sort of gestures of, like, <laughs> anger. <laughs> you know short people. They're, they just—they do these little impotent... How angers. short is he? I, I, he's 5'6 he sh- or 5'7. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He's definitely shorter than all the women in, that he's working with in this setting. He's
1: got a huge noggin on him. He's Senate. got
0: a big head. He's a goofy-looking guy. He's got, he just has a look of a guy who just... Who went, into, who went into comedy because he couldn't get laid. Well, can we... <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you know I, people like that. I, I th-
1: wish that you had a proper setup so we could pull up a photo of his wife.
0: Uh, I yeah, they don't see the wife very often in the photos. But he's a great family man. i assuming
1: she's now uh,
0: Melania. No. Well, if it's, not, if it's his first wife, then no. If he traded up after he became a senator and <laughs> got famous. Uh, this is Stuart Smalley, by the way. I got to do a little video clip with I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I'm gropy enough. It was
1: a funny sketch.
0: It was, though. He's a, he, was, he was one of my favorite writers on the original SNL. He, he was a very talented writer. But I think he's an angry, like a lot, you know, you know short comedians are very angry people. I know you know them. And they just are very, have a sort of bitterness to them. Most comedians have a bitterness to them anyhow. It's true. But the I, short it, ones, I think, hate women a lot. Hate women a yeah, lot.
1: I, I didn't realize that, you know, because I'm uh, much taller than your six average two, person. 6'2", yeah. 6'4", uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, like, I heard, like, guys talking in a weird way about chicks, and I was like, I don't understand this. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a short guy. He's got a grudge, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I knew probably, like, fairly well. I remember in high school and college, like, guys who were really short, especially when they got drunk they're really angry just i think just that angry gnome thing is sort of like a real it's real it's real stereotype
1: it really is you're your gender uh gender neutral daughter is here so i guess i won't go into specifics but uh yeah it it becomes like a sort of a serial killer mentality
0: yes i think <laughs> at so some point. well those guys are all like uh did you watch are you watching the fbi the god what's the show on uh, netflix is running not masterminds uh mind oh yeah yeah where they really basically they get into the mindset of all the seventy serial killers mm-hmm. and it all comes down to how much they hate women
1: yeah for sure
0: it's just all based on the fact they hate their mothers their mothers mistreated them they had no fathers around generally or their fathers humiliated them and they just take it out on women it's actually really true and it's, it's making me uncomfortable it, it's absolutely correct <laughs> okay Let me ask you about uh, uh, this. Is a this email we got from Randy about uh, feminists wanting Johnny Depp removed from Harry Potter movies? Oh
1: fuck you! Because
0: of those Amber Heard Bruce Face photos. I know that's a big topic Wait, for you. Johnny Depp is in the Harry Potter films? the new the fantastic. How much Beast. money does this guy have? Uh, he's got no money. Actually, he's broke. As a matter of fact, he just oh, had bullshit. five. He just had five houses repossessed. You know, you know things aren't going well when you have five. What separate is he homes.
1: spending the money? Don't you remember on? the whole thing
0: about how he does like forty grand a month in wine? And he does, he drinks $1,000 of wine a day, which is pretty, like, dude, by the way, yes. what a, what a fucking
1: boss, right? Well, straight up. G. if that guy was black, you'd say he was a gangster.
0: Uh, if it wasn't wine, red wine, maybe. <laughs> That's just a lame thing to be like, a, you know, it's okay. it is. He buys homes. He buys art. He buys like Goya paintings for like 10, 15 million. He's a, he's a hoarder of like valuable items. And so is he, sh-
1: he trying to be weird or is he just weird?
0: Uh I I would guess he's weird combined with some drug heavy drug use early early in his life uh, and that and caused him to lose his like
1: Well I actually happen to know he's he's still on methadone. Okay. He never stopped doing methadone which is, you know, just a a synthetic heroin. So I'd imagine if you drink red wine on top of that, you're going to make some really really poor, bad poor decisions. Poor decisions.
0: And yeah. then I think there's this whole artist thing. I'm an artist like I think that eats into that 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 idea of like concept of you being an artist sort of bleeds into your real life where you started thinking well, like you have to be a little eccentric to be, you know, to fit your mold, fit I, your do, I
1: do want to say that I was watching a YouTube video. What I do is uh, I pound like six or seven beers and watch YouTube uh, videos for like seven hours or so.
0: I can see that as a living. And then
1: I'm like, yeah, you know, just don't turn on the YouTube, but then I'll go ahead and do it. And uh, so I was watching Eddie Vedder do A Sonic Society, which is a really good film, uh, Based on the book Into the Wild by uh, Krakauer. Anyway, uh, so it said, Eddie Vedder featuring Johnny Depp. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Oh, yeah, he has his rock band, too.
1: So I like turn it on, expecting, you know, Depp to make an asshole out of himself. Great uh, guitar solo.
0: Yeah, he's been playing for his whole life, and he plays with. Who's else in the band? There's like a bunch of real serious musicians in the band. They go out every couple of years and they get wasted.
1: Well, this was just. I think it was Depp just was hanging out with Eddie Vedder and he yes. was like do you want to do a song.
0: Yeah. They do, but he goes that, on tour. that can go
1: wrong really quickly, by the way.
0: He's a he's a Depp is like a guy who got he got a crazy amount of money. By the way, his films don't generally do very well, but he always plays really quirky, extremely quirky characters. Sometimes I wonder if like actors aren't just playing themselves like in real life.
1: He's 100% playing himself. Yes. He's like a disaffected the sort hats, of
0: quasi-gothic... The wristbands, all the, the bracelets and the necklaces and he, the whole thing. He has
1: an accent that I've yes. never
0: even heard before. No, I think
1: it's Like, true. it's like he's from Kentucky, but it's like... I can't do impressions, as you know, but it's sort of like... Um, um, um,
0: it's you, a weird... You it, it's yeah. sort of like mumbly and... Well, they take voice. They start taking voice training. They actually take voice training, right? So they start picking up different accents and stuff. Yeah, but if you're from Louisville, yeah. you normally... It's sort of I, like how all the people in New England have that British accent for some reason. Like uh, aristocrats in New England talk like British people. Yeah, those, no t- those people
1: are just assholes.
0: But, yes. but Depp has
1: like a non. It, it was like Maud in. Uh, oh, not for me, thanks. Oh, I got I got one already. Oh, is Brian just ordering? How,
0: Brian We're just pounding. Brian beers. might have a
1: problem. Uh, remember Maud in The Big Lebowski? She had yes. this this. Um, Nondescript accent yes. of, of entitled rich girl. Yes. And, and I feel like that's what Depp is working with. Sort of. you know, it's, it's sort of like European, but not quite. But I maybe watched, a, a little bit. I worse. watched
0: The uh, Great Wall the other night. I don't know why. The Matt Damon went about the Chinese wall. Because everyone told me it was the worst movie they've ever seen. Wait, What? He made a movie like a year and a half ago. He took a paycheck to do this like Chinese You've film. You've watched this more than once? No, just once. Oh. But he did this film. No one really remembers. It was a huge blockbuster. They spent like $100 million in China. Like Alibaba got behind it and made a movie, about, like an action adventure movie about the Chinese wall and the legend of the, the wall of China in like the 12th century. And Matt Damon's they got Matt Damon to star in it for some reason. And he's wearing a huge wig and like a full beer, face beard. And he's supposed to be like a European you know, Marco Polo guy who visits China to get gunpowder. But his accent—he's he, supposed to be Irish, so he has this Irish brogue. But it drops in and out of the movie the entire time. Like every other scene, he's doing the heavy Irish brogue, and the other times he's just like, "Fuck it, I—I just don't care anymore. I'm just gonna do my regular voice." It's
1: uh, it's <laughs> horrible, and we got to figure this out in movies because every for for whatever reason, every lead female in an American movie is from Australia. Yeah, and, and apparently the the high backwoods of Australia, or, or she grew up in the house of Windsor, and and so it's. She's supposed to be like at Thanksgiving in Oklahoma and she and she's for some reason British and I just
0: it, it well, really all the, guy, all the fucking male bothers act, me. all the male actors are British Well too. Hugh Jackman can't do it either. No. They I just drop it. Just I don't care if they have the Australia. Well how
1: accents. about if you can't do like I would say as an actor you have like a, a few uh, jobs a few objectives. If you can't do the accent of the person that you're playing, yeah. you can't be that fucking character. Why does it keep happening?
0: Uh, my feeling is what happens is they do multiple takes on the scenes. And at some point, the actor just slips out of the accent, and that might be the best take, and the director uses it. And why they don't loop it afterwards, I don't know. But Very of,
1: insightful, and, and, and that makes a lot of sense.
0: But in the great so one. Wong- I'm sure in the audition, yes. they, they, really, they really pull it off. Well, you can't be an actor and not do an American accent. There's no way to work in movies and not do an American accent.
1: You can't be Okay, a, but so stuff I mean, tiring as as a as someone who's not a director, yes. but I think maybe qualified.
0: When it comes to Irish accents, I feel like probably every actor thinks they can do Irish because it's just you know, like a fucking, you know, Limbrick, you know, like dude Limbricks, or they, they, do like their fucking pot of gold, you know, the character, or whatever. They, they see Lucky Charms. And they think it can do Irish accents because it seems I don't really know easy. If can do an Irish accent. It's not that big of a deal. But that broke thing, and then he's like in the stupid movie with all the CGI. So he's probably just dropping all thing. of the CGI. See, I just fell out of it. By the way, it's about aliens. The Aliens attack. Uh, the great, the Great Wall was built to stop aliens. Is <laughs> it a good movie? No, it's the worst movie ever. I actually contend it's worse than Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. Um. It actually is so the Travolta Scientology movie. Why? I'm I'm curious why you. We all sit down
1: and watch watch. Our, watch it. Watch Netflix, but why did you pick that uh, out of all the things? Well,
0: one, it was free. It's on HBO, so it's free. And two, well, I, I have HBO. I thought like how bad like how bad can a movie where they spend in excess of 100 million dollars. <laughs> And Howard Matt Damon, who's, by the way, a fairly good actor in most movies. I like Matt Damon in a lot of movies. I think he's a
1: really good actor. I like
0: how bad could it actually be? And it was just so horrible that it was like, you know... And it, but it was made by a Chinese... But that was...
1: Yeah, that was a, a claim uh, that they were going for, which is, you know, it's going to sell big in China, obviously. And, it probably and did. And I'm sure it made a lot of money.
0: It probably did. It was made by mostly all Chinese productions, so...
1: Well, you can tell when, especially when, like, Eastern European or, God forbid, yes. Persians pr- uh, produce a movie, it, it'll... It will usually be starring Keanu Reeves, yes, um, or Liam Neeson. Essentially, any used to be, actor who used will be do, West,
0: used to be Wesley Snipes or Snipes, yes,
1: also. And they'll be talking about something, and you're like, "Why did they not figure out how normal people communicate?" So, like, they'll be at a diner, and the guy's like, "I'll have
0: ten steaks," but and, again, and, in that, and that, you're that, just like, "What the fuck?" In that situation, I assume everyone on set speaking Romanian. Right. And these these are just like, they're there for a paycheck. Like, Matt Damon was clearly there on the Great Wall for a paycheck.
1: But why didn't he just ad-lib the fairly, I, I haven't seen the film, but the incredibly bizarre dialogue that went on? I don't know. Like, why doesn't he just say, hey, I'm, I'm Matt Damon? Uh, no one ever has talked like this in the history of, of
0: I think he got world. $10, $15 million for six weeks of work, and he said, I'm doing six weeks, <laughs> and I'm going to be in China for six weeks, and then I'm going to take my money and get out of here. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, and not try, Not there's not. there's that's not the time to say, let's try that again. Again. And by the way, it's all this like heavy, Like there's like a thousand extras in every scene. So I'm assuming it was impossible to redo shoot, reshoot. Because they had like a thousand, I assume in China you can just get a thousand extras for like a dollar. So there's like, a thousand <laughs> extras in every scene. Like, it wasn't even CGI, they literally had like thousands of real people like in all the scenes. <laughs> so you don't do a but union here. You get still though,
1: even, even if I was Matt Damon, I, w- I would say I would take like a, a timeout and be like, can we talk as as though we're actual humans?
0: Yeah, it was really kind of it was really kind of sad. But let me get back to Johnny Depp. So, people online are saying he's he's in Fantastic Beasts Part 2, the sequel to the Fantastic Beasts movie, which by the way, I actually kind of like the first you, one. M-
1: is that true? Yes. I feel like you're making
0: no. He was in. It, did you see Fantastic Beasts? I don't know what the hell That's, that is. Uh, Harry Potter lady J.K. Rowling's follow-up to Harry Potter okay. was a book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It was about. It takes place in New York. It's like the Harry Potter world in New York. And they made a movie last year. It was very successful. We if actually, you
1: didn't have children, yes, would you be aware of this?
0: No, I would never watch. I, I found every Harry. I found that movie to be the best Harry Potter movie of all the Harry Potter movies. It was actually by far the best Harry Potter movie. I think they had a whole right, new okay. whole all new crew it. Sorry, working I'm on... zoning
1: out. Go, go ahead, with what you're... but he was
0: supposed to be in the second one. Now they're saying people online are saying there's a Twitter storm saying you can't. You have to drop him because he's a, bu- a wife abuser. And they showed posted all the pictures of Amber Heard with the iPhone <laughs> with the iPhone injury. So is that? I mean, is that? I, it's not going to work because there's just way too much money wrapped up in it. At this point, it comes out next year. You
1: it's, know how we talked about that three percent?
0: Yes. Yeah, that would be him. He's in the three percent. She's a liar. Well, i I think she exaggerated. I think he does get drunk and throw shit around the house. Everyone does that. But it kinda, and it could have hit her in the face because she probably got in his face. It could have got his in her in her you know hit well, her. Well, it face. definitely
1: didn't pancake into her face <laughs> no. as she evidenced in the photo because that's impossible. That's like you've been watching too many movies. See, if you throw a phone at someone, worst case, it's going to Uh, Fly across the room and take a chunk out of your forehead. Uh It doesn't see in the in the real world. I don't. I don't know if we have to hire any forensic scientists or or dudes that work at MIT that. Well, it it doesn't pancake onto your face.
0: She also, by the way, when she got her seven million dollars, rescinded, retracted her statements, (laughs) retracted her statements about him. So I'm not sure there's much. Did
1: she ever? get that? Did she donate that money to charity? Which is what I she, would highly doubt that happened. Oh, I know for a fact that she has
0: not. So by the way, when you asked where Johnny Depp spends his money, that's another seven, that's another $7 million right well, there. Well, no one
1: budgets in yeah. a weirdo cunt girlfriend. Lesbian, their, lesbian
0: wife. <laughs> yeah. Lesbian wife divorce proceedings. You can't really,
1: your accountant doesn't no. deduct that.
0: So, uh, So he actually borrowed money for his account. So they're the ones who are repossessing his homes. So. All right, Matt. You seem like you're in a good mood for the Morrissey quiz. You ready for this? Sure. This is a new victims quiz. It's just last week. There've been like 20 new victims that have come out. And as you know, uh, Morrissey, formerly of the band, uh, the, the band, the Smiths, the Smiths. I think. Yeah. So is that right, the, Brian? What do you think of the rest of the Smiths?
1: Uh, well, Chad plays in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. He's a drummer. Yeah. Maybe that's a different group of Smiths, though.
0: I don't know. I feel like the Smiths got screwed. <laughs> Morrissey seems to have be been touring the last 25 years You don't hear a lot from the Smiths uh, But emo Irish, emo Irish guy uh, Vegan, emo, asexual You know that Irish when guy. he
1: plays a venue So if he were to play the Staples Center uh, And I'm unclear as to why people are still attending the shows Because I've listened to the music It's yes. really boring yes. um, But he will say you can't serve uh, hot
0: dogs or whatever like, Oh, the, vegan has to be vegan only the, at the concession yeah, the, stands? The venue must refrain from serving meat That's annoying He's not, by the way, he's not like even religious, it's not like a religious thing. It's just like a, if it was a religious thing and he thought everyone was going to hell, I suppose, if they ate a hot dog, maybe the motivation would make some sense. Like you're a giving person, but he sounds just like a dick. Like, I think he's a total asshole. Yes. Like veganism seems like a, a very personal, a very personal issue. Um, well, like. But I, did did I, you, I, didn't you love the fact, though, that the stories about how like all the East LA Hispanic bars are in love with Morrissey? <laughs> It's really
1: weird, but I have a theory on it. Yes, because um, Morrissey's music. So you two—they're an Irish band, right? Um, when they when Bono sings, you know, he's—it's hard to intelligibly understand what he's saying. No idea what he's saying. But Morrissey, you know, he he speaks like it's almost spoken word. So I think that if you're listening to it. As someone who who maybe their parents don't speak good English or whatever, like he's like, have you ever listened to the Latina channel?
0: I can't help it if I turn on AM radio, it's all I can find.
1: Like if I'm listening to a a, a guy and he's like uh, me corazón, I'm like, oh yeah, I speak Spanish for sure. Oh, you
0: mean because you hear like a little ballad and you know the words? Yeah, exactly. Because they're so simplistic.
1: Exactly. So I think that's the appeal of Morrissey.
0: Really? Because you don't think Latinos are necessarily drawn to gay vegans? Gay (laughs) gay, gay, UK vegans? I doubt that he has a
1: lot in common with them.
0: Uh, So Morrissey, here's what Morrissey said. So Morrissey said referring to specifically Kevin Spacey and somebody else, I can't remember, Harvey Weinstein, I think, actually, uh, that he believes that the so-called victims are very opportunistic people and that he wonders how things would have changed. He said he thinks that stuff goes on all the time, and the people you're hearing from are people who are disappointed in the trade they were making their lives. Did not agree
1: with Morrissey on this one, in that I I certainly would agree. I actually agreed with half of it, in that if you're an adult actress...
0: And the, you make a sex deal for a part, you're making a sex deal for a part. Well
1: and if you go to a guy's uh, hotel room or apartment, you understand the you know what what might go down.
0: Right. He's, he Morrissey Not, was basically saying the women who are accusing now are women who didn't feel like they got the good they, you know they got a good deal out of the whole thing.
1: I agree with him on that. Like a buyer's
0: remorse kind of thing. But makes, yeah, but what it about it makes but, sense, but, but the, when he referred to Kevin Spacey who specifically was outed by a fourteen year old you can't really make a deal when you're a fourteen year old. You're just not no, law- legally I mean, allowed to make th- a deal. That's
1: with- where it went really weird. Was he was like, you know, if you're in a guy's apartment, it's like he's like, where were the parents? So it's like, dude, has Morrissey
0: definitely raped like <laughs> thirteen year old guys? Like, why is he? Yeah, we don't allow We don't allow teenagers to be of age of consent. They can't give informed consent to these matters because they're fourteen and they make stupid ass decisions. But
1: he's like, where were the parents? Like, now I'm waiting for. Probably it's breaking as we speak. The Morrissey thing of, yeah, Morrissey like oh, yeah. Uh, assaulted a 13 year old. That, that
0: would not be surprised. That would not surprise you. Why would
1: you possibly have that guy's back? Like, I, I sort of agree with him on the Weinstein uh, thing for the most part. But then, like, he kind of went out of his way to have Kevin Spacey's back.
0: Yeah, you picked Kevin Spacey, which I assume <laughs> they have some relationship. Of some type, you know. Again, uh, it feels someone defending a personal friend, like a gay type of. Relationship? I don't. Who, I mean, who else has defended, of all people, Kevin Spacey in the last two weeks? Nobody, not a single soul, because the stuff he was accused of was.
1: I think Morrissey's lawyer has uh, some impending cases, <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, Matt, this is still called the Morrissey or not Morrissey rules. So this is, the, this is Morrissey or not Morrissey. You're going to tell me whether or not these last week of claims are either like uh, disappointed disappointed uh, opportunists, like Morrissey said, or actual real victims. You are, are you ready for this? Yeah. We don't have a girl this week, by the way. We got, we got stood up by uh, Madison Willow or Willow Madison. I was really oh. looking forward to Madison Willow. Yes, I know. I like when 19-year-old actresses come on, come on the show to express their, their points of view. It well, was what was
1: all, her excuse? Did she have an excuse?
0: Uh, yeah, she had to do a photo shoot. That's a terrible excuse. <laughs> it is, but because you're an attractive young woman, people believe you all the time. Like, oh, yeah, you must get phoned for photo shoots all the time. I would have just
1: said I had uh, just uh, diarrhea. Yeah,
0: she's probably going for a, a Weinstein part right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> diarrhea would have been your excuse. She could have wrote that, too. And nobody cares if a hot has diarrhea. <laughs> we, find, we made Brian laugh. It's the only time he's laughed in the last 10 years. <laughs> uh, it's because he's had a lot of plastic surgery. He can't move his lips. That one just hits home The Botox. Uh, Morrissey or not Morrissey, you ready? Jeffrey Tambor accused of being sexually harassing towards trans women on the set of TransParents. Bullshit. Really? Yep. I think, uh, so what Tambor admitted to was being a volatile, a volatile actor type, which I can see. By the way, you know almost all actors are assholes, right? Deep down. Even the ones you like, they're all, especially when they're working, they're just horrible assholes.
1: He's uh, actually not an asshole. But... He,
0: well, he admitted, he, he called himself volatile and, and, and uh, whatever. He basically implied that he can be a jerk while he's working. Which well, is, anyone
1: could say that. Yeah,
0: but I'm saying he's, he's saying he's qualifying for saying, like, people could take it the wrong way, but I'm certainly not a pr- predator or, like, assaulting anybody or intentionally harassing anybody. I'm just sort of, like, in the moment, in the scene, and I'm working, and I can be a bitch about, I can be bitchy about it, but I'm not, like, you know, trying to target anybody.
1: And he's a really good actor, and by the way, that's how he works. And And he wasn't hired just because he's a random tranny.
0: No, he was the only. He's the only non training I think, in the whole set. He's and been the,
1: working for the last fifty years.
0: Yes, and uh, uh, by the way, yes, he's been in like fifty TV shows and fifty movies, which is pretty impressive. He's been working since the seventies, like non-stop since the seventies. And by the way, he always plays the unattractive character, which is he is unattractive. But I mean, he always plays an unattractive male character. Yeah, like a guy with like who just is not good with the ladies. Uh, yeah, Unsuccessful, undesirable. undesirable. So I give him credit for that. Uh, so you're saying no, you're saying no on that. What about the, what about uh, the, the, the writer on, uh, on Transparent, which, who said that we can't let one cisgender, cisgender man take down the whole trans, trans beauty, <laughs> beauty movement or whatever the hell it was she was saying, or he was saying? It was a very odd I, s- I don't sexist know. Thing I, to I, say.
1: I, I think I, I'm going to go yes on this because if you got that gig, and yeah. we all know people much funnier than him.
0: Jeffrey Tambor?
1: Oh, oh, no, I, I was talking about Lena Dunham.
0: Oh, no, I'm talking about, uh, about Jeffrey Tambor. The, Murray. Oh, yeah, you're skipping. Tambor, no, you're saying no. I'll get to Dunham. Oh, oh definite no. Yeah. yeah
1: no, he, he's not well, a Well, great...
0: he he's been written off the show. He will not be on the so, next so season.
1: Here, so he waited 50 years to... He's now, I believe, 70 or in his uh, 70s, early 70s yeah. to uh, assault women. First of all... I don't, the, think they even, I
0: don't think they even mentioned physical assault. I think it was... The two accusations
1: are that he was weird during a scene yes. that was filmed. Yes, Okay, so that's nothing. The other one was his assistant, who was a trans woman. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Claimed he was harass- harassed her. A,
1: a psychotic man with a wig. Yes. Uh, just, who, was who
0: was on the Caitlyn Jenner, friends with Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs>
1: uh, what are the odds? Uh, he, he just stepped down because he was like, you know what, fuck this. He yeah. should have just said "fuck this."
0: Well, he, I think he's too sensitive to say something like that. But he, and he but I, didn't you find it a little sexist that the the person on the show with, with the made up training name said we can't let the one heterosexual cisgender person on the set ruin this whole production? Isn't you could never say that about any other gender from another gender ever.
1: I've never watched the show, and based on that statement, I will never watch. You
0: could like guys can say we couldn't let the one chick who worked on the show ruin everything. <laughs>
1: like that Dude, if be, you say cisgender in a conversation, yes, you're, you're dead to me.
0: Yeah, uh, you can't have you can't say transgender and cisgender and compare them equitably because one is ninety nine point. Seven percent of the population, and one is point zero zero point three percent of the population.
1: Well, the, the the assumption would be that everyone is rearranging their genders on a regular basis,
0: or that it's that it's a affects a major a large sampling of the people of the population. That like we live in a in a divided in a divided <laughs> community of like half. Sis half, half. Oh, blood. of
1: half people that have an extra $30,000 to yeah. have a facsimile of a penis uh, strapped onto their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact,
0: the world doesn't work that way. All right, James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek claims his ass was grabbed repeatedly and often by older, powerful men in Hollywood when he started out as a teen actor. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. That most definitely happened. <laughs> He said he can't name names because it happened so often. <laughs> he said he started out when he was 18, came here when he was 18, started working regularly when he was 18, 19, and says basically just guys just on, uh, continuously grabbed his ass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that happened. I mean, I don't know why Terry Crews was so upset. We're going to talk about Terry I Crews. I mean,
1: James Vanderbeek, you know, I, I'm not uh, a gay, I, I'm still a heterosexual man. It's just, it's just but true. if
0: I were. I would
1: definitely be into Vanderbilt. Really? That's the second, guy you, the second
0: guy you've called out as being highly boyish, attractive today. A boyish quality to him. I think what people don't understand is that for all the outcry of sexual harassment against women in Hollywood, that it really is young, teen, any even especially young teen boys in this town who are actually being grabbed, groped, and raped, essentially raped. And nobody, there's not nearly as much press about that. And I think it goes back to that whole, like, something you mentioned before, which is the gay community doesn't want to... Admit that some portion of their population are love underage boys. Well, yeah, it's been, I mean, squ- it's it's been squelched so. I mean, it's been squelched so much. There's like
1: uh, genres, right? Like he probably got jobs because he looked younger than he was.
0: Yes. Well, he, but he was 17 or 18 when he got here, so it he was still. But right now he looks about 12, and he's yes, in his mid 50s. He's in his 40s, I think. He does look a lot older. Are right, you ready for Charlie Rose? Eight women have told the Washington Post that longtime television host and Matt Ralston favorite <laughs> Charlie it's, Rose it's on my DVR made unwanted sexual advances toward them, including lewd phone calls, walking naked ar- walking naked around them in the office, groping their breasts, buttocks, or genital areas, and dirty phone calls. Do they mean?
1: Oh, I forgot your. Daughter, he told so one. He
0: told one woman with you. When pe- you say
1: genital area, do they mean like like butthole?
0: Uh, no, he said buttocks. He's, I think they mean the, the pubic area of a lady. I mean, they're wearing clothing, so. Well, aren't, the, aren't both of those in the same area? Well, I think one's a front grab and one's a back grab. Oh, okay. You can't do the full undercrotch reach around. That would be too much for an old man to do. I don't think he'd, he could do that. <laughs> he told one woman he dreamed about her swimming naked. I like it. Do you, well, do you think he's guilty or not guilty? Is he Morrissey or not Morrissey? He's... There's eight eight separate women. By the way, these are all either PBS employees or women who try to get jobs with Charlie Rose at PBS.
1: So I'm a little confused as to how you walk around your office naked. <laughs> like,
0: Well, I assume he has a big private I've office. I've never had an
1: office. But you have had an office at a...
0: I've changed my office before. I mean, if I had to go to the gym, I would just change. But I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he was... Actually doing the Weinstein thing where he was like taking his clothes or Louis CK thing and taking his clothes off when women were in his office
1: if he, if, he just, it, if he just
0: walked around his office and locked the door I don't think anyone would care so when you're when you're doing this are you flaccid uh, I assume he's doing it knowing a woman's walking into his office or is already in his office and therefore he's probably aroused to some extent. He's not just doing it like for himself. I think he's doing it to uh, get a th- get a thrill out of the reaction of the ladies, like a flasher in the park, like a guy opens his overcoat in but, the park. So,
1: so now, like every single dude is just a picture. Flasher. Charlie Rose like, doing that. I I don't think you have this quality. I don't think Brian does. So every single guy now is just like an exhibitionist.
0: No, but I've
1: I've never met one actually. I, well, I, they're not doing it. Th- a few.
0: Well, you know, a few. and by the way, they're not doing it to you when they call you in the office. True. Although I mean, if you when you were if you were a young fourteen year old actor, they probably would have done this. Kevin Spacey would have done it to you. But you know, these guys are you know the, the women were all he's in his what six. This is when he was in his late sixties, and these women were all in their twenties that are accusing him. So these are young, much much young. This wasn't like you know career women. This is much younger women looking for jobs. or Yeah, assistants. you're right, and,
1: and it's possible that Charlie Rose because he always wears this weird boxy um, like blazer from yeah. oh. you know, like two for one. <laughs>
0: You think because he, he wears a boxy blazer, he might be... Uh, he might
1: uh, just be jacked. Oh, you think so? I don't... Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. So what do you say? Morrissey or not Morrissey on uh, uh, Charlie Rose? It pains me to say it, but uh, yeah. He's guilty. He's guilty. That's too bad. He has, he's had a nice career. This, this is no way to end it. This is no way to end it. All right. A uh, 17-year-old model claims she went back to Russell Simmons' place back in 1991 after a casting session and dinner where he coerced her into a blowjob while Brett Ratner looked on. Later, after a shower, Simmons tried to penetrate her. That was after she showered, by the way. I assume. Yes. The weirdest part of the story is not the whole Russell Simmons and 17-year-old model part. Because I assume, he was 30 back then, I assume, this is a girl who's trying out for a music video. And then after the music video casting, he invited her to dinner with he and Brett Ratner. And then apparently he had sex with her while Brett Ratner watched, and she begged Brett Ratner to, like, Tell Russell to stop, and he was. Brett Ratner was just watching. So let's face it, the Brett Ratner part's a really weird when part. I, <laughs> That's really the, the weird part about When this. I
1: picture the watching part, <laughs> yes. I'm like. So if I was Brett Ratner, like I'm just picturing me looking at it like a, a TV show that I'm not interested in. But well, it, I don't it,
0: know. I think he was interested because. Oh no!
1: Yeah, no. I'm sure the, the there's a level of eye contact. Yes. That I'm not. She said. She said. She said she,
0: ple- she was pleading with him to get Russell to, to to stop, and then Brett Renner just ignored her and kept watching. I think it's possible she's a liar, um, but... Well, she clearly went back. So here's the thing. First of all, he invited her to dinner with the two of them, which is strange, very strange to begin with. Like, if you're, if you're... I've never even seen that in a restaurant. <laughs> no. No, like, why don't you come to dinner with Brett and I and then come back to the place with Brett and I? Like, they clearly were, like, a tag team of some kind, right? It was just, that's the weird part. Some Derrick Rose type of shit. Some Derrick Rose type of shit, but, like, like a a black hip-hop guy with a fat Jewish young director. (laughs) Like, it was just an odd couple of, like, predators, like, working, working the shift. She definitely went back to their place voluntarily, and she was, no, she was 17 at the time. She was a model. She wanted to be in music video, She went back to Russell Simmons' place. She knew that—I'm going to call Morrissey on the Russell Simmons part and non-Morrissey on the Brett Ratner eyeballing you, eyeballing you during sex. We'll so I don't think she asked for that part.
1: I've never trusted Russell Simmons because he's gone so out of his way to act like he's a great person. Yes. Uh, he also—I I believe he was married to Naomi, Naomi Campbell, who's a known psychopath— um, but any time a dude is virtue signaling to that degree, where you know, Russ, if like if you watch any interview with Russell Simmons, he's like, you know, I meditate all the time. Yeah,
0: I'm an incredibly peaceful guy. It's like, no, you're trying to get laid. He had, does, has a lot of young girlfriends, but that's not unusual or anything unexpected for a, a super wealthy, he's I mean, super wealthy guy. He's been crazy successful for, since he was like a younger guy. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's produced a lot of great albums. So I assume he had his pick of the Music Video Girls, right? So this seems like a Morrissey case to me. Like, you know, this, she went back to his place. She said he. she was coerced. I don't know what that means exactly, because it wasn't a physical coercion. It was a...
1: Sounds like more like regret to me. So yes, I'm, I'm going to say Morrissey. no.
0: Although, again, I'm sticking with non-Morrissey on the Brett Radner's eyeballing me part, because that's just bizarre.
1: We'll see if Brett Radner actually just looked at me like while we were doing this, yes. I would claim rape. Yes, I would too. But that's no
0: fault of Simmons. <laughs> uh, Terry Crews was the a, a, a famous one, claims William Morris agent Adam Bennett grabbed his junk at a company party at the end of last year. Oh, by the way, did you see the Russell Simmons connection to the story? No. So uh, Terry Crews went on Good Morning America and today all the shows talking about the whole story and how he was had to bring this up for the sake of everybody, and then he produced an email that Russell Simmons wrote to him after his initial allegation of this, saying "Don't out the guy, just let it. You know he feels bad, just let it slide." Okay. I guess Russell Simmons is connected to the William Morris agent for some business. Some oh, business oh, thing.
1: that's yeah, that's right. Very and insightful. so he
0: like he actually wrote Terry Crews showed the the email from from Russell Simmons saying just let it slide. Don't don't stop talking about. They this
1: have shit. A, a similar connection. Yes,
0: yeah. that, that was and that was very weird. And He's like bro, don't let it. You know whatever. He's like bro, I'm not going to let sexual assault go unchallenged or whatever. All right, Morris here, non morrissey or on the Terry Crews reach her reach out. Terry Crews.
1: He's He's making the rounds on Ellen and uh, other fucking garbage shows that only losers watch.
0: Yes, but he's going for big brand deals. You got to know that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm I'm sure he'll get a deal.
0: He's going to get a commercial, like a Diet 7-Up commercial or some shit out of this.
1: So from what I understand, he was at an industry party and Adam Sandler's agent grabbed his dick.
0: Yes. While Terry Crews was there with his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standing next to his wife. So I would say... Which is pretty ball- really ballsy, by the way. No pun intended. It's happened of- to
1: me. I mean, dude, it's, it's also Adam Sandler's agent. Like, it's... He probably is trying to have a crude s- sense of humor. I don't think he wanted to s- blow Terry Crews. Would
0: you actually grab Terry Crews' junk? Of all the people to do, pull that prank on... Dude, a friend of mine. That seems like a really bad idea to have a guy. That's six why four... I
1: think it was a, a boss move. Really? Like I, I think. The that...
0: is a big dude. He's a big dude.
1: Well, yeah, he was like how how he was also,
0: also probably the only only black guy at the entire party. Probably <laughs> so, one of the few, not counting the
1: caterers. But yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, I just li- ex linebacker, NFL linebacker. That's why I think he
1: didn't. I think he thought that Cruz would have respected the joke.
0: Really? You think it was a joke? I don't know. I, mean, I, mean, after I definitely so many, think it was a joke. After the Kevin Spacey stories and all the stories of all those actual sexual cross grabs, I'm kind of like, do you feel it's a joke when you go to uh, Hamburger Mary's or your places you hang out and you get grabbed? It's yeah. not a joke, is it? It's kind of like a, they giggle, they laugh it off, but it's not really a joke. I I don't know the guy
1: that did it. I think he was probably trying to impress his friends and and like, hey, let's have a a weird
0: party. You think it was like the dare for truth or dare? Yeah. Dare, you got to go grab Terry Cruz's junk. Yeah, I do. I bet Um, Terry Cruz laughed when it happened, too. He probably laughed when it happened. What I
1: don't believe is that Terry Cruz is traumatized by this incident. No. And in fact, I think the fact that he's pretending, he's now claiming he has PTSD. He's claiming that he felt. What a fucking faggot!
0: Yes, yeah, he claims that he feels the same way women Sorry do. Sorry that your daughter's here. He's a, that's my gender neutral child. You can't be a gender neutral daughter, by the way. You're so you're so last century, Matt. You don't know how people are raising their kids in Hollywood anymore. There's no, gender. Is, gender is just a, is just a, a cultural affectation. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? All right, Matt. Let me get you in the next one. Model Scott Brunton. Claims George Takai fondled him back at his condo in 1981. 100%. You think so? Oh, yep. yeah. But, I, but, but, but I'm, going, I'm still going Morrissey on this one because I think it actually happened. But I think this is like a young model. Takai in 81, by the way, was huge. It was after the Star Trek movie. He was a big, obviously a big, and obviously one of the few openly. I don't so you openly. think the victim was a Trekkie? No, I think the victim was a young model twink who was going back to like, the most prominent gay guys in Hollywood's condo. Like you said, alone, and then Takai made the moves on him, and the guy said... Yeah, but you know what? I would say if you pass out on a beanbag, that yeah. should
1: be like a safe, like a neutral zone.
0: Well, Takai says he doesn't remember the guy at all. I feel like if you're looking at, if you're looking at gay young... If you're looking for the opportunistic category, you're looking at gay young models. <laughs> that seems to be like... Twinks seems to be the most opportunistic in terms of category type that we know.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like I have nothing to offer except... You know, I am a, a young gay. Man. I'm a young gay model. I'm with the guy from. I'm with Sulu. I don't really have any career <laughs> no. uh, uh, objectives or anything.
0: I'm 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 just young and gay. If you go back to Sulu's condo in '81, you know you're getting groped. There's just no way you're not getting. You're there for a date. That's officially a date, as far as I'm concerned. So unless he has like unless there's some sort of physical assault proof. You're on a, You're on a, You're on a date at a guy's at a guy's. Well, uh, he
1: said he woke up and you know he, his pants are around his yeah, ankles. Yeah, but these are
0: thirty-five-year-old. You can't. There's no way to have evidence for for, for against this. I once you go to Sulu, Once you go to Sulu's a uh, place, it's a uh, warp warp factor. Nine, How old was this guy at the time? Like uh, probably th- late teens, mid thirties. No. Oh, Takaya was. Yeah, this guy was like a 19, nineteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old. Oh uh, yeah, that's nothing. Okay, good. Uh, thea- theater actor and singer Jason Dotley... This one I know where you're going to go already. Claims famed... These are all from the past week, by the way. Claims famed music manager Benny Medina tried to rape him in 2008. It's a gay singer, uh, uh, Jason Dotley. I'm sure
1: that he's not lying.
0: <laughs> you know Benny Medina's history. <laughs> was, no, what this, what's the latest isn't, Benny isn't Mariah Carey the ultimate beard? Yeah, wasn't Benny Medina... That was a whole Will Smith... That was how the gay rumors was Will, Will Smith got started, right? I
1: don't know if they're rumors at this point as opposed to confirmed facts. But... I forget
0: who walked in on who. I forget what the Hollywood story is on that one, who walked in on who. Will Smith and Benny Medina, but somebody walked in on them. And Dude, I have a friend who I cannot name that uh, he was
1: hanging out with Will Smith and his uh, beard wife. Yes, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, God, I, I'm sorry, your daughter's here. I can't tell the story. My gender neutral let, child. Let's just say me. that uh, Will Smith uh, engaged in some... Oh, Yeah. Uh, gay, uh, but
0: Benny Medina, you're calling uh, you're calling uh, non morrissey on this, right? Yeah, but rape, rape seems very harsh for like a grown man on grown man kind of thing. I still don't haven't quite figured that one out. How that exactly works? Uh, he just said rape. I don't know. That just seems like it's hard to picture. Picture in your mind how that happens. It's hard to picture. And yeah, Benny, it, I, and it, it's not like he's like massively overwhelmingly stronger than the other guy.
1: Yeah, but I feel like any time Benny Medina is involved, that's a yes.
0: Yes. At this point, like, he's earned it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Last one, Matt, for you. Natalie Portman, who you love. No. You're a big Natalie Portman fan. Not buying it. Uh, Actually, don't you think Natalie Portman and Brian look a little alike? mm. Imagine Natalie Portman with a beard. I mean, a real beard. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Brian? It's there. It's definitely there. I, I'm not seeing it, really. I don't know. I don't know. With the short, hair, with her short haircut, uh, Natalie Portman claims an unnamed producer, unnamed producer, offered her a ride on his private jet. But when he got when she got there, it was just he <laughs> and a bed made up on the plane. Oh man,
1: the plight of private <laughs> flights. Yes, right.
0: And by the way, part of her story, her story ends with like, I told him this made me uncomfortable, and he respected my wishes. So whatever his intentions were, even if this really happened, his intentions were, were gropy. Absolutely nothing happened when she said nothing's gonna happen. He's like, Okay. I feel like there's a <laughs> like
1: a threshold of what you can and cannot complain about. <laughs> yeah,
0: the private jet flight. Like I'm taking like this is like the worst Me Too that I've ever heard. <laughs> the play flight thing? Well, I gotta say it's very presumptuous of the guy to make the bed on the But po- you're <laughs> assuming
1: don't you think the bed maybe was already there? Well, or, or maybe the guy just sleeps in the fucking bed. You know, the guy that's rich and that's uh, yeah, let's, let's put it, offering
0: you the fucking flight. If you're a rich producer and you're inviting ac- young actresses on your plane to fly somewhere on your plane, you're you're expecting to get some action. right? I would do the exact same thing. Yes, but the guy didn't do anything wrong in this story, so you no. don't get
1: to fucking complain about
0: it. Well, she did. She said it happened on. A, it's happened on every. Uh, who was it today said it's happened on every single project she's ever worked on? She just real, But she only just realized it. I'll have to think about that. Chris. Yeah,
1: I believe she's a liar. And not to mention, uh, I suppose this might not go over too well. She's an ambassador to Israel at the Ooh. United Nations.
0: Is she? Uh-huh. Official ambassador? I believe so. Oh. Like uh, Angelina uh, Jolie level uh, official?
1: Uh, well, yeah, and it's bullshit. but Okay. Yeah. I would just like to say, for the record, that Israel is the only country in the entire world that occupies another country, which isn't recognized by said country.
0: Doesn't U.S. occupy countries? Yeah. Oh, oh for
1: certain. <laughs> but it's like usually that. phrased a different way. Oh, I, I, I just don't get Police the part action. where your parents are from Israel and you're now down with the fucking Gestapo. I don't like her.
0: You don't like Natalie Portman? No. Is it because she looks like Brian? <laughs> It might be. It might be. That was a great Morrissey quiz, by the way. I hope Morrissey takes this. Matt, let me ask you about Playboy. You know what last month Playboy ran their first trans playmate? you know what they have this month? how, How do you top that? Well, they're going for their first. Big beautiful woman, playmate. No way. Yes, they've got their first plus size model as a cover girl from the Oh playmate. my god, this her is playmate. getting so sad. And here's the worst part of the story. That's actually the worst part. Here's the second worst part. She's not very attractive. She's just not. She's not. She has a sort of like weird model look to her. Like, so she's not classically attractive. She has like a sort of an alt model thing. Just like thin face, but giant butt. Yeah, well, that. But it's just like she's not like. So, what's her name? Who's the who's the, the, the heavy set model that makes all the money? The uh, Graham, whatever it is. Ashley Graham. Yes, I would say she's a very attractive woman who's overweight. Yeah, I think so. This is like sort of an alt girl, like a girl who might look okay to you if she was slender, but now she's also heavy. So it's like not even like you could see if she lost like twenty or thirty, she'd be attra- she'd be really attractive. She'd still be like a sort of a butter butterface, <laughs> which is really odd. But she's like she got picked by Vogue as like an up and coming plus size model. Whatever else, she's not grossly obese, but she's definitely heavy, and she, her her boobs are big and saggy, and they put her on the cover. This is Cooper Cooper. What's his name? Hefner, you know, when he's taking over his dad's taking over. His dad so spot. I think
1: what Cooper Hefner should do is um, go to a, a gun show. Yes. Purchase a revolver. Yes. Um, before about- he publishes his next, uh, you know, attention-seeking uh, issue of Playboy. Put it into his mouth and pull the fucking trigger. This is embarrassing.
0: But I, I think you're misreading the the world that he's in, that Cooper Hefner's in, which is like this young celebrity world in, in Hollywood. I think he is being backslapped every place he goes as being this very progressive, forward-thinking, like revamping of this cheesecake, you know, sexist magazine into like a very like vogue, chic. Well, he like, should
1: be mocked. Like, you can't uh, make spaghetti out of rope, so to speak. Like I, I've known a yeah, few... That's a great
0: slogan. I'm going to keep the... Yeah, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I'm sorry. That... That's okay.
1: I, I thought you wouldn't uh, acknowledge that I said spaghetti that. Spaghetti rope. Uh, I, I've known a few Playboy playmates. The real ones. Uh-huh. And what uh, they were subjected to is gross. Oh, it, yes, of course. It was voluntary, but I, I don't know. That's your legacy? Your dad's a Fucking douchebag. Maybe you're also
0: could, possibly a bigger douchebag? Well, his mom was a playmate that, that their had sex with and produced him. And for some reason, Hafter wanted to leave everything to this kid because I think his kid's him on this millennial progressive thing. And like, how, gonna... how does it
1: work if you're in a. Because I've never had this. I, I only have one sibling, but, you know, we didn't have a, a, a big uh, chunk to divide the up. Empire. You have an empire? No, not, not really close. Um, but how does that work? Do you pick out the weakest one? Because well, I'm assuming
0: all your kids hate you. Uh, Most of the half the kids hate. So I think he picked out the doting child, which is the youngest kid. I think all the older kids hated him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, his his daughter I think ran some of the business for a while, and like his other son and I don't, the lesbian daughter ran for stuff for a little while. But I think this was like his son. This was like his his last kid he produced with a playmate, and I think he like. Love that playmate, and I think he doted on it's this like kid. It's like
1: every Shakespearean play that's yes. ever been made, which yes. are
0: terrible, by the way, if but you this, ever read them. But since Playboy's thinking, I don't think anyone really cared. I don't think the family fought over who would get to take the, the magazine down the tubes. So they just gave it to the, the, the douche son to like be in charge of. But really, where's next? Tranny? Uh, be, uh, over, you know, overweight? What's, like, now they're just like... I believe
1: we've ticked off both of these boxes.
0: Okay. Yes, I think, they're, I think they're about to go. Uh, I mean, this magazine should have been dead, but it's still alive for some reason. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what they're doing next. But it's a sign. It's definitely a sign of the times. And the worst sign of the times again is that a 26-year-old guy who's running the magazine thinks this is like what is going to. Make him cool, like in the in the magazine. Well, it world. makes me
1: think those alien conspiracies are not true, because like if they could publish a nude alien, they would. Yes, but there's just no way that's in Roswell.
0: I would have rather seen a nude alien. That would be kind of cool, actually. That'd be awesome. Not a BBW. We don't need the big beautiful models. There's so many. There's there's other there's fetish magazines for that. There's so many fetish magazines online for that. Why would Playboy start doing that? It really bothers me. I'm old enough to remember when Playboy was actually like not super uncool. D- have you ever? Uh,
1: sorry. Ear earmuffs touched a fake boob. Yes. It's
0: not, it's a weird feeling. Yes, it is. Well, are oh, you talking about the playmates? Yeah, it was like the Playboy thing of the cheesecake glossy lady was kind of tired, very tired. But this was not the solution. This was not the, this was not the solution to that. <laughs> no. The one the, the, the one the girl used to be it was a man, and the girl who was, uh, can't stop eating is not the solution. It's not the solution to like glossy, photoshopped, airbrush photos. There's plenty of... There's a lot of magazines now that are actually doing okay that are doing, like, amateur untouched models, like New York, LA models. That seems like a decent solution to, like, getting away from the airbrushing. I, I,
1: I feel like in in uh, in Europe, even, I've, I've never been, but they... Their sort of Cosmo is just,
0: you know, topless. Skinny, skinny chicks smoking cigarettes. That's basically it. Matt, let me tell you what has my panties in a bunch this week. What has my panties in a bunch this week? Celebrities in rehab, especially sex rehab. It's, it's a joke that no one's willing to call out. So Kevin Spacey checked into the Meadows Rehab Clinic in Arizona. Have you been?
1: Uh, no. i am driven they have, by it. Yeah, so know.
0: Weinstein was there earlier last month. This is one that Tiger Woods went to as well, where men have an pro, identified problem with sex addiction, and therefore they check into this, usually ahead of criminal, usually ahead of criminal indictments. And they have a program at Meadows called the Gentle Path, which is an eight-week program. Do they have six Wi-Fi? Six I don't know. And Weinstein seems to be busting out of the place all the time to have dinners in disguise, by the way, in Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> he's having dinners in disguise with women, by the way. So, uh, like, how, how is he procuring these disguises, <laughs> A? And, B, who
1: recognizes – because, like, he's at a restaurant. Yes. I, I don't like Weinstein, obviously. Yes. But like who who goes? Oh, that's Weinstein in a blonde uh, Ric Flair wig.
0: <laughs> well, because who fucking knows? Well, it? the paparazzi are surrounding the the clinic, I assume. And anytime someone leaves, are following. So the loser paparazzi guys are making the trip to well, Phoenix. So or they are got are a they picture, holding up in a fucking Motel Six. They got a picture of Kevin Spacey at the place, like holding his yoga mat and a coffee. And I bet they got fifty grand for that photo. So, there's some f- huge financial incentive to, like, get these photos. So, yes, they are holding Seems up.
1: really depressing to me.
0: It's super depressing. Although, know, the picture of Kevin Spacey holding yoga mat to get over his problem was really great. <laughs> like, if yoga was a solution to what his problem is, this would be taken care of a long time. This would be taken care of a long time. I would time. like
1: to run one of these places because it's like... Uh,
0: oh, it's 50 grand. Hey, f-
1: we, we all know that you're
0: yes. going to keep doing the yes. same yes. shit, right? It's 50 grand for the six weeks. A Tiger Woods, so, by it's like a scam. Yeah. A ta- well, it is because... They're only doing it for PR purposes. So they, if they really wanted to get over their thing, they would have some sort of chemical castration done, or some other like really violent like thing that would actually work. Yeah, okay, going to the going to the Sedona like for six weeks is not going to cure you of your lifelong. Uh, but how
1: do you? So if you just own a four bedroom house in fucking New Mexico, you're yes. allowed to run one of these fucking.
0: Uh, you have to hire a fake, psych, you know, psychiatric counseling, you know, director and somebody else, and produce some research showing you the effect. But here's of what I would do. So I'd be, I.
1: If, called you, if you called told Meadows. me to do something, I'd be like, I just paid you $50,000. Why don't you shut the fuck up and make me an omelet?
0: Oh, that's how Weinstein gets out with his disguises. So he's bringing me a mustache. So Tiger Woods had, like, was a lot of visitors, which you're not supposed to have. He was a lot of visitors for an hour a day. Who do you think those visitors were? Ladies, ladies, of, the, ladies of the evening who were coming to, like. Whoa, really? You yes, think he was, he was Of course he was. In... He was addicted. Of course oh, he that was. that would be ballsy. Yes. But it was like they looked at, He had this deal where, like, they would look away for an hour a day. And he could do whatever he wanted and bring visitors in. So, what do you think he was doing? Like, his relatives? Who was he sneaking? In? Who was he sneaking in the back door? Not how it works. So, Kevin. So, Kevin Spacey is there. But this, so here's how the gentle path works, Matt. They uh, try to uh, transfer their feelings of compulsion and aggression and stuff, uh, sexually, into art, into creations of art. So, I'm figuring Kevin Spacey's like on his 15th penis painting, <laughs> right? sculpting some young boy sculpting young boy's asses like was, one
1: of those uh, war shots at, what do you call it when they show you an ink block yes and, what you uh, see all the time because I was always like you know if I murdered someone I would just say like uh, yeah puppies definitely like what? how does that
0: work you're going to be like oh yeah murder blood like, yes w- why yes I think if you see the Rorschach and he goes like uh, middle school boy uh, anus <laughs> like uh, really Is that yeah what you why said? would you not just lie is that what you see well I, I'm also in there in, this, in the ink as well It'll just be like Vince Carter yes I don't think they care at this medicine, but here's the thing: the my what has my panties in a bunch is the fact that the media, legitimate media, will never call out these places as phony operations like we just did, whether it be the drug rehabs or the sex rehab clinics. They always say they always couch it as he's seeking treatment and so and so, as if it's a legitimate like as if it's like going to Cedars to get cancer like to get the chemo. I just or thought everyone knew it was bullshit. They do, but the press will refuses because I think it's a touchy subject. It's one of those protected subjects. Rehab, they they have to pretend like it's a legitimate medical procedure that's being that's taking place. Let me tell you something. <coughs> if I could go to get treatment right now and
1: sit on a fucking ranch, that would be amazing. Uh, I would volunteer. No, I wouldn't. I would pop, possibly pay, <laughs> but if you just offered me that, so I don't want cancer.
0: No, that you don't go to rehab for that. You go to actual hospital. You go to the hospital for that. You don't go you don't go to, you don't go to Sedona. if you're going to Sedona, or you're going to Malibu, you're not going for a real problem. <laughs> it's just not those aren't places where they're curing of your are Do woman. you want to stay in a hotel for three weeks, in, in a private in a private room with meal with a chef, with a nice chef bringing meals every day, and doing yoga and drinking drinking coffee, organic coffee? Sounds am in. Again. Yeah, my favorite rehab story of all time, by the way. I'm sure there's a million of these. Not just Lindsay Lohan sneaking coke in through the windows and stuff, but Chris Brown was ordered to anger management rehab. <laughs> It was up uh, up the coast somewhere. And uh, he said it was r- working really well, and so his mom came to visit, and he started throwing rocks at his mom's car. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was my favorite story, because I just picture him, like, like, in a Zen, like, doing some Zen class, and he's like, sees his mom driving up the driveway, and he goes and grabs rocks and starts throwing them out her window. <laughs> it's like a grown man, like, just throwing rocks at his mother.
1: You know what sucks is, is there's, like, this opioid ep- epidemic going on, right? And let's say you actually need help.
0: Yes. And a lot let's, of people do. Let's say your dad isn't rich. You're screwed. Well, yes. The opioid thing, maybe, yes. Anger management, for sure, you're screwed. Sex rehab, for sure, you're screwed. Well,
1: anger management, you're not going to ever manage that.
0: No. Like most employee health plans will cover drug addiction, will cover intervention for drug addiction. What if you don't have a job? Then you're, well, you yeah, you're fucked. You live in West Virginia. Then you're fucked. Well, but here's the good news: you get really cheap opioids. <laughs> like there's like a, but your addiction is like a buck a day. So at least you don't have to rot. You don't have to, you know, you can just use your, your uh, government check to get all the opioids you need. Plus they just rob places and steal them. Nobody seems to care because they make a billion of these bills.
1: Are these the people actually watching these TV shows that no one actually knows exist? Like I've seen trailers for a show and I'm like, I don't think that's a real show.
0: No, I don't. Some of the channels I don't even know that they're real channels anymore. There's more entertainment now than ever before. But the sad part is, you see the AT&T, uh, the Time Warner, you know, proposed merger, that as much as there are all these, like, insignificant, like, multi- multiverse channels, there's 10,000 channels now, ultimately, they're all owned by three people. All, every single one of them is yeah, owned by about three people. Let's
1: make a crazy prediction. That merger will go through.
0: Uh, probably, yeah. And Fox is going to, Disney's going to buy Fox and some other stuff. So there's, by this time in two years, there'll be, like, three companies that control all of media. Matt, I can't do our guest interview since our guest interviewer didn't show up today. Is there something you wish to pimp and promote on the show? Uh, Matt, Tell yourself. MattRalston.net. Yes, your latest story uh, was uh, uh, you're becoming um, very, uh, what's the Unibomber's name? Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski esque, a term of art of literature. Wait, what are you referring to? Your pieces, I feel, are becoming more uh, uh, Kaczynski esque, <laughs> like manifesto esque. Dude, I would hang with do you How far away do you think you are from a, a, a remote Alaskan cabin with a, like an old typewriter and like a, a, a boy who comes by once a month to grab your paperwork paper to go take it to the uh, to be published somewhere? I've already been there. Yes. You reverse kaczynski
1: I'm going to definitely not interrupt you as you're uh, interviewing. Your, um, oh, no, I'm
0: going I'm I'm to cut you off. Are we going to cut off the mic? Yeah, I'm going to cut you off just so you don't accidentally say the word cunt, fucker, or shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still going to sit here. So you can uh, sit there for sure. Brian, what about you? Something you wish to sell?
1: I don't really have anything going on right now.
0: What? Come I, on, Brian. I wish
1: to sell things. But, what about uh, being
0: understudy for Natalie Portman? <laughs> in her next projects, <laughs> just for the ass shots. She does a lot of ass, bare ass shots in movies. He so just called here. the uh, the hockey game, right? Oh yeah, well, UCLA uh, USC hockey game. Yeah, USC. He called. One. He called it. He produced it. He directed, it, and he played center ice. It was a center ice. <laughs> He scored three, goals, three, three points. <laughs> I'm not sure how hockey points work. You get a point for like being on the ice and like looking at the guy or something. All right, well, you can catch me on uh, The Blaze at 4 a.m. Pacific time. Please, everybody get up for that. This is Lex, Last Man on Earth. Talk to you next week.